regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. I'm so glad you're with us on the program today. Here we are less than two weeks out from Election Day, and it sure looks like... uh, Looks like the gun control push from Democrats is not paying the midterm dividends that they were hoping. Now, uh, Democrats on defense in debates on Tuesday night in uh, states like New York, uh, in Pennsylvania, where, uh, again, you got anti-gun politicians like uh, Kathy Hochul proclaiming that, oh, no, 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 we're making you safer by criminalizing your right to protect yourself. Yeah, I don't know that that argument is going to go over well, even in New York State, a a Democratic stronghold. Uh, Although I still think it's fair to say that uh, Hochul is the frontrunner in that race. Uh, Republican Lee Zeldin is keeping things close. Uh, Meanwhile, another anti-gun state, California, doing well at the local level and at the state level, doing everything they can, uh, anti-gun politicians, to prevent people from accessing their right to keep and bear arms. Not only do we have... You know, all of the uh, gun control bills that have been signed by uh, Governor Gavin Newsom this year and more to come. I mean, he's already promising more restrictions on concealed carry. Uh, California is not one of those states that has firearms preemption laws on the books. So localities are free to impose even more restrictive measures than what's already in place at the state level. And in Redwood City, California, council members there are uh, taking aim at a couple of proposed gun stores in town by enacting a ban on gun shops. Right. Uh, Technically, only lasts for 45 days. It could be extended for up to two years. And I got to say, I mean, I think this is a lawsuit just waiting to happen here. Caro in uh, San Francisco reporting that uh, Redwood City Council uh, this week unanimously back in an ordinance that calls for a 45-day ban on gun stores in the city until city staff can, quote, study the implications of getting into the firearms business. Well, the city's not getting into the firearms business. The city doesn't want any of its residents or any business owners to get into the firearms business. And again, by trying to block gun stores entirely, I think Redwood City is setting itself up for a lawsuit. Uh, Caro and reports that to one of the proposed gun shop locations uh, at a uh, strip mall, Roosevelt Plaza, which is, quote, near Roosevelt Elementary School. Katie Getz, uh, who is among those speaking out in support of this gun ban at Monday's council meeting, said, uh, quote, just today, a teenager was convicted of killing four people in a school shooting and two more people died in a school shooting in St. Louis. She said, one of the ways we can take a clear and definitive stance uh, of no against such violence is by taking a clear and definitive step away from firearms dealers in our local community, which is absurd. Again, we're talking about criminal acts here. At least that's what she was talking about. And so in order to send a message that those criminal acts are wrong, We need to make it impossible for people to lawfully purchase a firearm in our community. I I don't get it. I I don't think there is. I was going to say I don't get the logic. I don't think there is any logic there, to be quite honest. This is just a a, a manifestation uh, of the rational fear of gun ownership uh, in contempt for the fundamental right of armed self-defense, sadly, is still on display in uh, far too many parts of the country 
you know, 15 years almost after the Heller decision was handed down, uh, you still have folks insisting that, no, your right to keep your arms really isn't a right at all. It is something that can be curtailed uh, at any point in time, given on the uh, given the whims of the community here. Uh, and one of the uh, proposed gun shop owners uh, is speaking out against this ordinance, calling it, uh, quote, even more frustrating to have the rug pulled out from them mid-application, not to mention all the revenue and opportunities lost from the business perspective. Well, I mean, look, it's clear that the Redwood City Council members don't care about the lost revenue. They want to send a message, right? And maybe it's time for those business owners to send a message as well. Uh, It has been a few years since uh, zoning laws uh, in California, specifically regarding gun stores, have been litigated. There was a case out of uh, Alameda County. Uh, not too far away, actually, from uh, Redwood City, all things considered, uh, where Alameda County had imposed zoning restrictions that basically made it impossible for any new gun stores to open up. You know, you couldn't open up a gun store. Uh, existing stores were grandfathered in, but you couldn't open up a new store within, uh, you know, so many feet of a school or a church or a park or a playground or a residential area. And, and it basically, you know, prohibited any new gun stores from opening. Uh, there were some would-be gun shop owners who filed suit. Uh, the Ninth Circuit ultimately said, nah, it's fine. It's fine because you don't have a right to sell a gun. You might have the right to keep and bear them, but you don't have the right to to, to sell one. Uh, so any of these restrictions, yeah, that, that's fine. I mean, in, in essence, the Ninth Circuit ruled that uh, communities could ban gun stores entirely, even though if, let's just say, you know, every county in California decided to do that, it would result in a outright prohibition on your ability to keep and bear arms because you couldn't buy one. Under California law, not only do all gun sales have to go through a FFL, background check included, 10-day waiting period and everything else, uh, there's no option for private transfers. So if you can't get a gun at a gun store in California, you can't legally get a gun. And I think that uh, this issue might be ripe for review, particularly given that uh, Redwood City is not the only city that is looking to crack down on gun stores. The Los Angeles City Council is looking at implementing not a blanket ban on gun stores, but again, uh, very draconian restrictions on where gun stores could operate Uh, out in Torrance, California. Uh, in Southern California, we're also seeing a, a similar, not, not exactly the same issue. There's an existing gun shop, Red Rifle, uh, that would like to move to a better location uh, in the heart of Old Town Torrance. And uh, they have been denied. Originally, they were actually approved. And then gun control activists found out about this. And, oh, no, 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 no. We got to uh, raise holy hell about this. And so they did. Uh, and then the uh, zoning board said, All right, hang on here, let's slow things down. And then they reversed course and they denied it. So now uh, the Red Rifle owners are uh, headed for a uh, appeal probably mid-November. Uh, and uh, the Daily Breeze newspaper uh, reported this week that uh, one of those calling uh, for Red Rifle to be denied a location in uh, downtown Torrance uh, again, claims it's a safety issue. 
Uh, Maureen O'Donnell, former councilwoman, says that the gentleman, meaning the uh, gun store owner, is within his rights to appeal, and we will go again and present our case before the council as we did before the planning commission. She said, I think the commission's decision is the correct one. I just hope that the city council will see the reasonableness of that decision and our position, saying that there are already 12 licensed firearms dealers in Torrance, and that regardless of the safety precautions taken by the store, the owner cannot know a person's true intent in purchasing a weapon, which... If, if if that's the rationale, well, we, we can't know your true intent, then again, apparently nobody should be able to buy a gun. And under Maureen O'Donnell's uh, stance, certainly no one should be allowed to sell one anywhere, whether it's in an upscale retail location or in a grimy industrial part of town, right? Because again, if it's about knowing the true intent, how, how do you know the true intent? Of course, the same would also apply for, you know, those purchasing a car or alcohol or a kitchen knife or any other object that may or may not, by the way, be protected uh, by the Bill of Rights. Uh, the owner of Red Rifle is taking up this appeal. He is uh, trying to continue to open up shop in the downtown Torrance. But again, another California city putting up all kinds of roadblocks in his place. And we are, I think, sadly, this is going to be uh, a, a major front uh, in the fight for our Second Amendment rights going forward. Um, we are in the early stages of the court's reckoning with the Bruin decision. We are also in the early stages of blue states trying to defy the Bruin decision. And so there are going to be a lot of court cases over the next few months dealing with the right to carry, dealing with where people can carry, dealing with the process of applying for a concealed carry license. But gun control activists aren't stopping there. Again, their desire is to curtail this right as much as possible. Not only the right to bear arms in public, but the right to keep arms in your home. And one of the ways they want to do that, if they can't ban store uh, gun stores outright, like they're trying to do in Redwood City, uh, they will at least try to make the conditions for opening a gun store as onerous and difficult as possible. So even if it's not an outright ban, it's in essence a ban because there's no way for uh, those aspiring to open up a gun shop at a particular location to meet all of the requirements. Again, this isn't exactly new. We've seen this. It's As I mentioned, it's been almost 15 years since the Heller decision was handed down. There are no retail gun stores in Washington, D.C., it's been more than 10 years since McDonald versus City of Chicago resulted in Chicago's handgun ban being struck down. There's still no gun stores operating in the city of Chicago. Again, because these cities have made it virtually impossible. Not, 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 not legally impossible, but virtually impossible in the real world to actually get the permits needed to open up an FFL in these cities. Again, if we're talking about a real right, a fundamental right, as Justice Clarence Thomas called it, then I think it's a constitutional wrong for these types of uh, prohibitions on gun stores to stand. So I expect we'll see uh, this issue really take off in the months ahead as uh, the gun control activists and the anti-gun politicians lose a lot of these fights over concealed carry uh, this is going to be one place where they, I think, try to retreat uh, and hold their position, the position that you might have a right to keep and bear, but you don't have the right 
to sell or acquire a firearm. Now, turning our attention to today's Armed citizen story, our good deed of the day and our recidivist report, let's actually stay in California for that one, Santa Ana, California, where a 28-year-old man has been arrested, now facing uh, some pretty serious charges, punching a pregnant woman in the stomach, sexually assaulting another woman in a series of crimes on Friday in uh, Tustin, California. Sean Anthony Aguilera, charged with sexual battery, assault with intent to commit sexual battery, uh, attempted robbery, and assault with force likely to produce great bodily injury. All of these are felonies. Uh, He's also got a misdemeanor count of battery. Uh, Police were called out about 6.50 Friday afternoon by a witness who saw uh, someone believed to be Aguilera assaulting an elderly woman. He then ran away before walking into an apartment complex. Officers who responded couldn't find the suspect, but about an hour later, a woman called 911 saying that she had been sexually assaulted uh, by a man uh, there in the uh, city. Suspect matched the description of the earlier call. Woman shouted for help, was able to get away with that injury as the uh, suspect ran away. About uh, 10 minutes later, another woman called 911 and said some dude just tried to get into my car as she was leaving her apartment building, but she was also able to get away in her vehicle without any injury. Security guard dialed 911. Uh, a short time later, and said the same suspect had assaulted him and tried to steal his portable radio. The security guard resisted the robber, who then also ran away. Several minutes later, a woman who's eight months pregnant calls 911 from just another couple of blocks away to report that a man had punched her in the stomach and then run away. Uh, thankfully, she did not sustain serious injuries. Police managed to catch up to the suspect moments after responding to the call. As it turns out, Aguilera is no stranger to the criminal justice system. He pleaded guilty to felony vandalism as well as misdemeanor criminal threats on November 19th of 2021, less than a year ago. He was sentenced to 16 months in jail, according to court records, and was placed on two years of probation, but violated those terms of probation. And was placed on 60 J, it was put back in jail for 60 days back in July. So it's unclear whether Aguilera ever really had to serve a day of that 16 year sentence that he received for felony vandalism. Sounds like the entirety of that sentence was stayed. He was given probation. And when he couldn't abide by the terms of his probation, rather than the full 16 month sentence being imposed, he was just sent to jail for 60 days back in July. And here we are, just a few months later, and Aguilera now facing far more serious charges. I I wish I had any optimism that the criminal justice system was going to take him uh, more seriously this time around, but I don't. And uh, you never know. Mr. Aguilera might be the subject of a future recidivist report here on Bearing Arms Cam and Company. Today's Armed Citizen story from Anne Arundel County, Maryland. This is a story that I probably wouldn't have been able to tell you six months ago because a concealed carry holder in Anne Arundel County fended off a carjacker at a Walmart. And six months ago, well, there just weren't many concealed carry holders in Anne Arundel County because Maryland, being one of those May-issue states, highly restricted who could receive a concealed carry license. You had to show some sort of justifiable need. And I'm afraid I might get carjacked at Walmart wasn't considered a justifiable reason to carry a concealed firearm. Instead, you had to point to an ongoing threat against your life. You had to provide documentation of that threat. 
Uh, maybe you carried large sums of money at the end of the evening, so maybe you could get permission from the state to carry a firearm while you were doing so. But the average Marylander, unable to access their right to bear arms until the Bruin decision was handed down, and uh, Governor Larry Hogan instructed the state police to drop the good cause requirement. Maryland's legislature, Democrat-dominated, by the way, they are going to take up the issue of right to carry next year. But they were not one of the states that went into special session to ram gun control laws uh, through in the wake of the Bruin decision. So at the moment, while there are still some onerous parts of Maryland gun laws, uh, things are far better than they were just a few months ago. Uh, And again, that means that people now have the ability to protect themselves. In this particular case, police say it was broad daylight, 1230 Sunday afternoon, when two men approached the 42-year-old victim. Now, they were armed with handguns, but so was the victim. And when the victim drew his licensed handgun to defend himself, the men fired their weapons. The victim wasn't hit. Uh, The victim did not fire, by the way. But once those two guys realized, oh, crap, he's armed. Oh, crap, we missed. They didn't stick around to fire another shot. They got in their car and they took off. A day before, by the way, a 40-year-old man was uh, putting shopping bags into his truck inside a parking garage at the Annapolis Mall when he was approached by two armed men, also uh, appearing to match the same description of the suspects on uh, Sunday. Uh, Police say the uh, uh, men demanded the victim's keys. One of the men left in the victim's car, the other left in a uh, silver sedan, Detectives say they're investigating whether these same suspects are involved in both incidents. Sure seems like that's a uh, likely possibility. Uh, And while I am uh, glad and grateful that this armed citizen uh, was not harmed here, uh, I I hope that uh, this case provides more evidence to uh, Marylanders who are thinking about whether or not to carry a firearm for their own personal safety. Um. I would hope that this would convince them of the utility of doing so. You know, again, like the vast majority of offensive gun uses, this armed citizen didn't have to pull the trigger to protect himself. Uh, The presence of that firearm was enough to prevent that crime from escalating any further. Hopefully, that uh, concealed carry holder in Maryland never needs to draw their firearm again in self-defense, but I'm certainly glad that they and every other law-abiding Maryland resident now has the right to do so. Uh, finally today, our good deed of the day, in the right place, at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing, a, a police officer off-duty in Minnesota who saved the life of a fellow gym goer, uh, Mike Dahl, says he was at the uh, in the right place at the right time when uh, one of his uh, fellow exercisers... <laughs> I don't know why anybody would want to do something crazy like that. Uh, but one of their uh, one, of, one of his fellow gym goers suffered a cardiac event. Uh, this is at a uh, place called the Timberwolf CrossFit in Roseville, Minnesota. Uh, and he says uh, that it's not like a big corporate gym. He says, we know everybody that comes in and out. Uh, it says some people even bring their dogs. It's a, uh, a, a family vibe. And so last Thursday, a woman named uh, Sarah Vermilia and her family were taking a class together. Uh, Sergeant Mike Dahl, who's uh, an officer with the uh, South St. Paul Police Department, was working out on his own uh, before his shift. He said everything was, or she says, uh, uh, Sarah Vermilia said everything was totally fine, and my dad was walking back towards the wall where he was doing wall sits, and he kind of knelt down and he took a knee. 
uh, Sergeant Dahl said, all of a sudden, I saw one of our members on the floor. And someone said he isn't breathing. So I just jumped right in. I didn't even think about it. He said, I started doing chest compressions. Thank God the owners here have an AED on site, an artificial uh, external defibrillator, which is uh, uh, very important. He said, I asked someone to grab that uh, for me. Uh, he even assigned people specific roles. Uh, you check the pulse. Uh, you make sure that there's, you know, uh, a path for the EMTs when they get here. Uh, and he said, you know what? Right place, right time. My training just kind of kicked in. It's just what we do every day. So I'm very happy that I could be in that position. Uh, Pat Vermilia's uh, recovering. Is still in the hospital, but uh, is in good spirits. Sarah Vermilia says that the doctors don't suspect it was a heart attack, but a sudden cardiac death in which the heart just stops beating unexpectedly. She said that her dad has had heart issues before, but he's been symptom-free and healthy uh, since a triple bypass several years ago. She says she's just glad Sergeant Dahl was there to make sure her father was going to be around, saying, uh, quote, I'm getting married in May. My sister's also getting married next year. And Dahl gave us the gift of her father being there in attendance. So in the right place, at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing, uh, South St. Paul Police Sergeant Mike Dahl, we thank you for your very good deed. Now, that is unfortunately all the time we've got for you on this edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. I do want to thank you for being a part of the program, as always. By the way, Miss E's doing fine. The uh, wisdom tooth extraction went off without a hitch. So I appreciate all of the uh, kind words. She did not propose to the dentist. That's, that, 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 that made me feel better because he was, he was a pretty handsome dude. But uh, nope. We're good. She's good. And I'm looking forward to being back with you tomorrow with more Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. Uh, until then, be sure to check out the website. We are updating uh, throughout the day with all of the latest Second Amendment news and information that you need to know. If you like what you see, I'd also encourage you to become a VIP member. Just go to bearingarms.com slash subscribe. Use the promo code GUNRIGHTS, and you can get a significant savings on your VIP membership. As our way of saying thanks for showing your support, we're going to give you exclusive news stories, analysis you won't find anywhere else, because your support does make a difference, and it does matter. Thanks again. We'll see you tomorrow. Until then, be well, be safe, and be free.